T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio Hey, welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker filling in and not seeing a lot of snow where I'm at right now. It's kind of warm. I'm guessing in St. Louis, not so much either, but I'm not too upset about that. The older you get, the less snow you want to see, honestly, unless you're on vacation and someone else is taking care of it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio, if you want to get me on there. Joining us now is Missouri's auditor, Scott Fitzpatrick. Welcome on to 97.1 FM Talk. Hello, Scott. Hey, how's it going? I appreciate the time here. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. A couple of investigations going on that for the last year, months. I'm just kind of curious where we are on these. And can we start with the St. Louis Circuit Attorney audit? Any progress there? Yeah, we are making progress on that. And uh, I would expect it to come out sometime in the you know next few months. Um, we're, we're still wrapping some things up, still need to interview a few people uh, involved with the circuit attorney's office prior to the transition and have had a little bit of a difficult time um, pinning one of those people down that we need to speak with. But uh, once, once those things are uh, uh, taken care of, we'll be moving forward with the report and uh, that will be coming out sometime, you know, the first part of next year. And from what I remember, there was a lot of interference trying to get the proper documents you needed in order to actually put an audit together. And during her time in office, Kim Gardner, I've always looked at as, I mean, the nicest thing you can say about her was that she was incompetent at her job. I think that it probably rose even higher. And I think a lot of people would put that into the realm of criminal in the way that she acted inside of that office. So when you're putting an audit together about that office, what kind of things are you trying to look for? I'm just kind of curious, what's the scope of an audit like this? Well, you know, this audit originated from a request from the Board of Aldermen in 2017 as part of the entire you know, audit of the entire uh, city of St. Louis. They didn't. The auditors obviously didn't even get to this uh, this audit until of the, of the circuit attorney that is until 2021, and so we're two and a half years into it. I think in general, you know, they're looking at um, just compliance with uh, you know ordinances, uh, looking at um, you know accounting functions to make sure they have segregation of duties. They you know it'd be on a typical audit where you don't have obviously glaring issues like there are in the circuit attorney's office. Uh, they're looking at you know, how they're tracking, uh, you know, timekeeping for employees, uh, complying with regulations uh, related to their office, so on and so forth. In this case, you know, there's there's work being done looking at the case management practices and the case management system in the office, 
Um, you know, the financial issues with the office are, are under review as well. Um, but it's typically looking at compliance with state laws or local laws, depending on which, you know, which apply to the entity involved, uh, compliance with regulations, um, internal policies, accounting procedures, segregation of duties, and management practices, uh, the efficiencies of management practices. So those are the, those are the typical scope elements that come into one of these audits. So when I look at the results of an audit like this, are you putting this together as the auditor on behalf of the taxpayer, or are you putting this together on behalf of like, let's say the city council, the board of aldermen? Well, um, we're, we're, we're always, you know, we're an independent auditor, you know, we're an independent audit agency. Our, our role is in the Missouri constitution. So everything that we do, once we uh, are engaged to conduct an audit, whether that be through our own discretion and in, in deciding what to audit or through an invitation or request through, uh, you know, the board of aldermen of a city or a petition from citizens, our ultimate goal is to serve the taxpayers. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't view the, the entity we're auditing as our client. We view them as our auditee and our client to the extent that we have one are the taxpayers of the state of Missouri or of the local political subdivision that we're auditing. And so all of the work that we do is viewed through that lens and is viewed through the lens of, uh, you know, of holding government agencies accountable for how they're spending taxpayer money and how they're running the programs and, uh, you know, managing the functions that they've been entrusted to manage by the taxpayers in their jurisdiction. So if you ever write a book or do a podcast, the term audit T is perfect. You're going to have to write that down and not forget it because that could be a nice little pun to use. Uh, joining us here is Missouri Auditor Scott go. Fitzpatrick. Um, I wanted to um, give a shout out to a local watchdog by the name of Tom Sullivan. And he is someone that pays close attention, mostly to county council and has given a lot of, you know, red flags, things that are wrongdoing from politicians or maybe mismanagement of money or people forgetting about their obligations, trying to figure out, you know, on behalf of a citizen that lives in the county, what's going on with this or that, because there's not a lot of clarification. And he kept, you know, a lot of people honest asking questions. And one of the things that he brought up many times, not only between the county, but the city, is the county jail. And when I was reading part of the investigation into it and the audit that's going to happen in the city jail, excuse me, one of the points was inadequate nutrition. And it reminded me, I want to say three years ago, four years ago, Tom Sullivan was sitting in front of all these politicians saying, look at these people you're contracting and look at their track record of the food they're delivering to these prisoners. It is not it is like what you would feed to animals. I don't even know if you would feed some of these things to animals. So I wanted to give a huge shout out to him because there's been a lot of people that have raised red flags to the problems in the jails, not only in the city and the county, considering some being shared resources. Um, I wanted to get an update on the jail investigation. What's going on there? Yeah, well, as you're probably aware, you know, the, the work that we're doing on the jail is an investigation. It's not an audit. And so the scope and the you know uh, practices that we employ are limited and are much different than what we would do in an audit. Um, you know, we, could, we can audit the jail in the event we get a request to do that by the Board of Aldermen or, you know, through a, a petition. But the... Uh, you know, the investigation is ongoing. We've uh, received quite a bit of information from the city 
Uh, we are actually still waiting for additional information that we requested from the facilities oversight board director. And so that investigation is, is kind of in a place where we're waiting on additional information from, uh, from that side of the equation. So uh, we want to get that, that wrapped up and, and be able to provide some guidance or closure letter to the, uh, uh, to the jail and the DFOB folks related to that investigation, but especially in these investigative situations, a lot of times, um, you know, the, the results or the, uh, you know, the speed at which it gets resolved is largely dependent on how quickly we hear back from parties that we're requesting information from. Yeah, and I know that there's a lot of independent people, and I've talked, I'll mention Tom Sullivan again. He'll fill out freedom of information requests to try to get some information that is not forthcoming, and he said it'll take forever or never come. And I got to imagine, as an auditor, you should be able to, and at the state level, be able to access a lot of these documents that you're requesting, but it sounds like most of these instances, they're not forthcoming, and they're making it very difficult for you to actually conduct these investigations. Within an audit, we have additional powers. We have the power to issue subpoenas for records if they're not you know, complying with, with document requests. We can actually subpoena individuals to appear, um, and we've actually done, in the case of the circuit attorney's office, we've actually issued subpoenas both for records under the prior administration and uh, you know, since then for, um, for people that we want to interview, we've had to subpoena them to, to get them to show up. And so uh, in the audit, we do have additional power. When we're limited to the investigation, those subpoena powers don't extend to that at this time. And uh, that's one of the things where legislatively, you know, we worked on last year and got very close to getting changed and will be has already been reintroduced for this upcoming session uh, that we're going to work on to try to get that subpoena power extended to our investigative process that will allow us to conduct these investigations more quickly and get the investigations uh, wrapped up in a just in a more timely manner. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I think when a lot of people look at the work that you do, they'll say, this is important. You know, we want to have truth and accuracy. We want to know what's going on. There should be accountability from our elected officials and our governments. But I think a lot of people also look at it and say, wow, how much does it cost for not? You're looking at millions and millions and millions of dollars. And some people say it's just waste of money. So when you look at these expenses that are incurred, okay, how do you this is how uh, someone would approach it. How would you justify it being worth millions of dollars to get this information out there? What would you say to that person? Well, you know, if there's no risk of an audit ever occurring or if there's no threat of an audit ever occurring, then, it, you know, people will 
behave differently, right? And uh, just the mere existence of, of our office and the potential that we could arrive, you know, at any time to conduct an audit uh, can impact how individuals or entities uh, operate. What I would say is that, you know, the office has, I think, a pretty good value proposition. I mean, just as an example, we identified at the state level a $10 million uh, you know, mistake, you know, where the state was spending $10 million more of its own money on something that the federal government should have been paying for, you know, and that $10 million uh, amount is more than our entire budget for the office for an entire year. And so, you know, we do identify uh, things that I think make the, the value proposition for having an auditor good. Uh, but for a lot of these, uh, you know, p- particularly in these public corruption uh, situations that, that we deal with very frequently. You know, we go in and in a public corruption case, we will typically pay for the audit out of our own office's budget as opposed to billing the entity for that work. And uh, in the case of the city of St. Louis, though, where the audit was requested by the Board of Aldermen, we do bill the city for that work. Uh, but ultimately, it's an accountability function. And when you look at the overall cost of the audit, a couple million dollars that's been spread at this point over about five years of work um, for the city of St. Louis, given the size of the city government and the amount of money that the city government spends. I don't view it as a significant amount of money uh, for them to spend relative to what they're spending running the city on a day-to-day basis. Right. I, I say this tongue-in-cheek. Scott, um, I, just out of curiosity, are you married? I am. Yeah, I've got four okay. kids, too. So, Well, is, is your wife afraid you're going to run an audit of the Christmas spending this year? No, she knows. She knows he's in charge of that. And, uh, uh, you know, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't have to worry about uh, doesn't have to worry about me. I'd say in that way, I'm probably the bigger problem than she is. So. Oh, is that right? Oh, boy. Uh, this time uh, hey, of year. Look, you, I, I married, I married well. My wife is very frugal. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, I don't have uh, an issue with having to rein her in. So that is, that is uh, uh, an area in which I, I did very well in selecting my, uh, selecting my partner. Well, uh, Scott, if your wife can give some tips to my wife, that would be appreciated. Uh, Missouri's auditor, hey, Scott Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, and Merry Christmas to you, sir. Thanks, man. See you. Merry Christmas. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Mark Reardon. And coming up after the break, Jim Robb is the VP of Alliances and Activism at Numbers USA. It's a complete mess in the border. There's no other way to put it. This has to be addressed. However, you find a lot of times Democrats are saying, well, no, actually, it doesn't need to be addressed. It's really not that much of a problem. In fact, Joe Biden's doing a great job with correcting it right now. And I, no, I don't think anyone's buying that. So let's talk to Jim Robb about that after the break. You can find me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio, if you want to get me on there. We got the live video feed on the Mark Reardon page right now. If you want to watch the live feed, it would be nice to see you on there. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.